Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. And we're still seeing it quite well through that haze. The fight is growing. E equals MC. That all men are created equal. About the future innovation. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic episode of Finding Your Frequency. I am your guest. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Treasure. Yeah, I could be a guest too, I guess, whatever. Hey, you know, I always leave the flubs in there. It's always fun for you guys to listen to that. And then, you know, we'll we'll come out with one of those end of the year blooper reels for you guys to take a look at uh, and listen to. But hey, I want to uh, thank you guys for listening back. I've been on vacation for a couple of weeks, so we had a couple of replayed episodes and, you know, getting back into the swing of things here, uh, you know, got a little recharged and uh, rejuvenated, got to go see some family. So super excited about that, uh, getting back into the studio with the team here at Voice America was great too. You know, always when I'm away from the team for too long, I feel like I'm missing things. So it's always good to be back here in the studio. And of course, our uh, first episode back from the vacation right here with a fantastic uh, conversation that we're going to talk about, uh, you know, some some important things, you know, like I saw it, I was just on vacation. um, And so I got to rest and rejuvenate, uh, which is kind of some of the topic matter we're going to discuss today, uh, because, you know, it's always important to take care of yourself. You guys all know I do martial arts, uh, so back at the grind again on that one as I'm getting prepared for uh, my next set of testing, which will happen in October, so we have uh, just a short amount of time to self-care myself right into a, a, a new a new rank, so excited about that, too. So uh, if you guys want information on any of that stuff, please feel free to email at info at voiceamerica.com uh, and of course you can check out my social media at Radio Ryan 1 uh, all over where uh, social media is found and so let's get to business on the radio show today I want to welcome our fantastic guest Robert Allen a mental health activist a growth coach and author with multiple advanced degrees in the areas of business counseling education divinity healthcare, and my favorite thing, leadership. With over 20 years of experience in both the public and private sector, Robert has served in various industries from education, military, law enforcement, business, mental health, and ministry. That's a big important important one as well. He is the founder and CEO of New Dimensions Consulting Services, a company that specializes in helping businesses, entrepreneurs, and everyday people maximize their talents and leadership by engaging them through an innovative mental health initiatives, trainings, and retreats. You know, especially nowadays, with all this pandemic madness going on, this mental health uh, and, and and self-care and all that is extremely important in my in in my in in my opinion. And uh He's got a book out, Self-Care, Let's Start the Conversation. Uh, it's a great book, Refreshing Conversation on Healthy Self-Care Concepts and Practices that not only expose the myths about uh uh, you know, what provides sound and conscious principles and guidance for those seeking effective strategies for uh, retreating, reflecting, replenishing, and restoring themselves at the every level of their life. Robert Allen, welcome to the show, man. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate you for having me on. 
Yeah, you know that uh, you're a very busy guy. We've been trying to get this uh, scheduled for a couple of months, so I'm glad that we are finally able to get in the booth here uh, and have a nice uh, conversation. So like uh, your book says, right, let's start that conversation. Um, Let's start that conversation. I'm ready. All right. That's awesome. You know, on Finding Your Frequency, we we talk a a lot about entrepreneurs. We talk a lot about uh, business topics. We talk a lot about uh, early childhood development and parenting and, you know, just, you know, important topics that I kind of feel are important all the way around when you start looking at um, things of that that are of importance in this world. You know, uh, today the Phoenix Suns, we're recording on uh, the 20th of July. The Phoenix Suns are playing in the NBA Finals. That's my team. And I'm not going to get to watch them. You, you want to know, know why, Robert? Why is that? I'm going to be at karate class taking care of myself. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? That's most important. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like, you know, the point I'm trying to make here is like, I think people have to be willing to, you know, uh, put that as a, put that as a priority, you know, like you prioritize all kinds of other things. Why not prioritize your self care? And we'll get there a little bit more in a moment, but first, before we get into that, uh, I have to ask the question, uh, which coincides with the theme of the show. And that is Robert, how did you find your frequency in life and in business and end up where you are today? Well, you know what? That's a very interesting question. Uh, when I reflect and I, I think about it, it is it it's heavily equated with purpose. Once you once you find out what your purpose is and what your passion is, uh, that's more or less how you find your frequency. What means the most to you and what matters the most, if that makes sense. I think it makes the most sense. I mean, what is your purpose? I mean, I think a lot of people go through a lot of their life not really understanding their purpose or understanding what they're supposed to be here to do. And, you know, it takes a lot of self-reflection to kind of understand that and and make sure that your ship is pointed in the right direction, right? Oh, absolutely. And so uh, I even speak about it in the book a little bit um, on purpose and how, you know, for a lot of people, they associate their purpose with their job or what. Uh, if you're talking about the faith community with with their calling and when the job or you're not called to, you know, lead again, a lot of people lose their purpose. They lose who they are because they have connected it to something else. So really finding out what your purpose is, finding out what your passions are, uh, is very key to self-care. Yeah, that's 100%. Uh, and, you know, it was it's funny that you say that. And it took me quite a while to kind of realize that my passion is just people. I just like talking. Yeah. I just like talking to people, I like being around people. I like talking to people. I like, uh, you know, the camaraderie of people. And, uh, you know, so that's that's kind of how I ended up where I am now doing, uh, you know, online internet talk radio and, and operations for the station here. And I've been here almost 19 years. And, you know. Wow. But that's not, you know, it's also, it's my career. It's my purpose in, in my career portion, but my most important purpose is being a dad, right? That's my most important purpose being a dad. And then, and then I love my wife, but second to being a good dad, a good husband. (laughs) (laughs) I can, and I guarantee, I guarantee you my, my wife would say the same thing. She's like, Oh, the the kiddo comes first. (laughs) All right. (laughs) 
But you know, as you as you sit there and reflect on you know some of the different things that you've done in in your life, um, and you know, especially within the business community and uh, you know in in the faith based community. Um, what are what are some of those things that you know you would you would tell another person um, as they're trying to be a, you know a leader within their business space or uh, you know or their faith based community you know where do where do you start to showcase your ability to manifest as as a leader um, you know and and how can you know companies or or uh, entities uh, cultivate an atmosphere of that positive mental health so that way they can grow great leaders. You know what? Um, I think listening uh, uh, and and paying attention. Uh, this is something that I I, I teach not only leaders but and I teach my family. I teach my kids. You know, you have to listen up to what's being said, but also be able to listen to what's not being said. Uh, it, good show, and I'm, I'm quite sure that, you know many of your listeners have saw it. I saw the show Undercover Boss. I appreciate the show because a boss goes in because, you know, uh, <clears throat> depending on where you are on leadership, some people don't have to go through the ranks and ascend, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you start a company is successful. Uh, you know, then you're hiring people and kind of trying to figure it out. But I think it's important to even when you reach a certain level of success, as my time in, in the military. You know, I'm a leader that led from the front, Hoorah. but also in the middle, but also in the back as well. Because you have to look at it. You have to de- you have to be able to, as a leader, be adaptable and adjust to who you have on your team. So if you have some very strong leaders, they may not need you in the front to lead because they got that. The middle part, which may be mm, suffering a little bit, may be the one that needs you at that space, depending on what war you're going into. So uh, being adaptable, uh, uh, listen and listening, and being, you know, being able to uh, uh, really engage those who are working for you with passion. Yeah, I totally agree. And you know, with my years uh, in, in executive leadership uh, here at Voice America, that's something that you know I've always thought of of utmost importance. And you know, everybody says like you got to listen to your customers, right? You got to listen to your customers so that way you know what they need, what solutions you can provide for them. But I think as leadership internally, you have to listen to your employees as well, um, because those 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 folks are the ones that are dealing with the customers, you know, on a daily basis. Your customer service. Reps, right, yes. all those people, and all that, the, those touches are are very important. And I think from a leadership perspective, and also a revenue building perspective too. You know, I think if a leader is able to, you know, match up information that comes over from the employee, uh, along with listening to the customer, and merge that together to create the plan of how to, you know, make growth for a company, uh, I think that's a win-win for both the company, the customer, and the employee. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent agree with you. What's the term that uh, uh, I, I like to use uh, when you talk about listening? Oh, yes. Uh, God gave you two ears and one mouth so you would listen twice as much as you talk. Yes. And yes. <laughs> and you know what? That That is so, you know, not the case, you know, in, in today with a lot of people in a lot of places, uh, people in places of, of, of power or in leadership. Everyone listens in order to be heard 
because they're ready to talk instead of being able to listen and actually hearing what's being said and being able to take it in and and how do you begin to you know hearing and listening both together instead of just doing one or the other if that makes sense (laughs) no it's just like the same thing i talk about with my daughter all the time i'm like listen honey you know there's one there's 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 a difference between reading and reading comprehension (laughs) right you know like absolutely if you if you speed through a book so fast and you don't retain the information then what was the point in reading the book in the first place right what was a point at all. <laughs> yeah, and I feel the same way with listening as 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 being a leader in any organization or anything like that. If you're going to take the time to tell somebody that you're going to listen to them, but you're not going to actually hear them, then why are you even putting up that facade? And absolutely, and so that's what you get. Or in my experience, that's what I've seen in many companies. Um, even when it comes, I'll, I'll just take hospital for instance. Uh, I got a, a very diverse background, but when you look at hospital or no hospital education any of those you for like employee of the month or like let's say nurses week or something like that a lot of times no one asks the nurses what they want they put on a you know a program they do these things and and no one has even really reached out to the nurses and said what would be beneficial for you during nurses week or during uh occupation uh not occupational uh uh therapist uh week what are some of the things that you want? So we get in the habits of giving things and we want people to be appreciative of the things we've given, but we've never even asked them what they wanted that would help them or be beneficial to them or make them feel a value. Yeah, kind of on a micro scale to the what you're talking about in healthcare. <laughs> I try to buy my, I try to buy my team lunch, uh, right? Our audio engineering team. I try, I try to buy those guys lunch a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, "What do you guys want for lunch?" You know, and no one could agree on what they wanted for lunch, right? One guy's like, "I don't want, I don't like pizza." Another guy's, "I don't like, I don't want to eat tacos or whatever the case may be." And so I was like, "All right, well, we're gonna solve this really quick." And I just went to DoorDash. And I sent them each an email with $15 worth of credits to they could just buy whatever they wanted since nobody could agree. But I think it's, it's um, you know, those types of solutions that are super important. You know, I went and I tried to listen, but nobody could agree. So then I was like, okay, I'm, a leader, I'm the leader here. How are we going to solve this problem and make everybody happy? But it goes back to your ability to adapt and say, you know what, this is not going to work. So let me keyword, especially during uh, COVID, you took a pivot and said, how can I meet their need without it being stressful to me, but it also meets their need. Yeah. And so uh, that's what you did. And, and as a leader, being able to have that particular kind of, of mindset and being able to adapt, that's what I'm saying is needed a lot throughout different you know, companies and, and, and uh, other uh, sectors. So, I mean, how do we how do we create awareness in that space so that way more companies are and and I think you'll understand the comment here. More companies are leading from the bottom up instead of the top down. Well, it's funny. I just had a a very big conversation about uh, how that works. And typically a lot of change does not happen unless it comes from the from the top down. So even when we talk about self-care and retreats and things like that, because someone asked me a question, uh, how can self-care help with the bottom line or increase revenue? And it's simple. I said, well, if you have happier staff who feel value and they're energized, 
they present well to your customer, which in every research study uh, that I've been included in or that I've done has absolutely helped with company morale, the atmosphere, which led to customers being serviced better and happier clients. So happier staff, happier clients is a direct return on, you know, ROI. Yeah. 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 That, that's right. You know, and, and I think self-care is like a um, kind of a, a word that gets to- tossed around too softly today. Right. Um, you know, people think of self-care. <laughs> people think of self-care sometimes think like, OK, I'm going to make sure I go to the dentist or I'm going to go, you know, get my yearly exam for my doctor or, you know, those types of things. And, um, you know it's much more intricate, I think, and, 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 and more and deeper than that. So what, what exactly, you know, you know, giving some guidance to some folks out there on the understanding of self-care, what would you, what, what kind of tips would you give them? Well, the first thing you are absolutely right. Self-care has become a buzzword, especially with uh, COVID-19. You you hear it. Oh, I got to go practice self-care. You need self-care. I've, the first time I heard it is when I went through uh, a program in chaplaincy. It was the first time I ever heard the term self-care. Uh, what I did in the book is I redefined self-care. And the way that I redefined it is it is whatever you need in your most needful space to fill your cup, which means that self-care is progressive. What what worked for you in your 40s or, or, or in your 20s is not going to work in your 30s. What worked in your 30s may not work in your 40s. What works when before you were married may not work when you're married. Uh, especially you being a dad, when you add children in the mix, what you need for self-care is going to be quite different uh, before you had a family. And so what what I would love for, for people to understand, what do you, what is most meaningful to you in your most needful space. That's going to fill your cup. And so getting that message out to the people. Uh, and and so people who have, you know, lost people in terms of, you know, people made their transition during COVID. How did you deal with that grief? Mm-hmm. You know, what you need now is going to be very different. What happens to the person who takes in an elderly parent or family member? what you need is going to vastly differ uh, in terms of what you're going to need to fill your cup. I was uh, having a conversation with someone. They said he and his wife went on a trip with the kids and she fell asleep (laughs) on a boat ride. They were out for three hours. And he said, hey, honey, um, we missed you on the boat ride. I mean, you slept the whole time. She said that was the best part of the trip. (laughs) <laughs> that's what she needed at that time that's exactly what she needed at that time yeah and so when we look at it from that perspective what do you what do what will fill your cup in your most needful space my, my, that speaks 
Yeah, you know, my wife and I had that conversation the other day. We got back from vacation, and uh, our our drive was just terrible on the way home. One of the freeways was closed, so we had to take a three hour detour the wrong direction. And you know, we were, oh. we were supposed to be home, you know, Saturday afternoon at two or three o'clock in the afternoon, right? That gives you, you know, that afternoon to you know clear out the car and put everything away and all that fun stuff, and then you know Sunday to kind of you know decompress just a little bit. But we didn't get home until like nine o'clock at night i had my mom with me uh she so we were at my mom's house dropping her off and at that point you know i had been driving and i'm like i don't even want to drive home right now right you know what i mean and so i you know we stayed at my mom's house and uh then got up in the morning and then went over to the house but by the time that all got done it was kind of like wow you know and then our, our next week after that was right back into swim classes karate classes you know all of the rigmarole with no time to actually decompress from the trip because it's a two-day it's a two-day two-day long trip um we, we went to idaho and had to drive and I, I live in phoenix so it was it's a, a thousand miles each direction um Mm-mm. So, so we did that, we did that trip and I got home and I was just like, man, you know, my wife and I, uh, got up on Sunday morning and I was like, what time is it? And like, cause I didn't turn the alarm on nothing. It was 11 o'clock in the morning. I like, I don't ever sleep that long ever. You know, like I haven't done that since I was a teenager, you know, and my wife, my wife and I both just looked at each other and literally at the same time was like, well, we must've needed it. (laughs) You know, know, and and so that's, that's how we get it, you know, um, what where did we get the concept of self-care and as you said you know it is more than just the the a bubble bath it's more than just the the nails uh, uh salon it's more than a vacation and you know most people that i talk to and when we discuss self-care you know they say well yeah i went on a family vacation and we did this and i asked them the question i said you went on a family vacation to get away from you know all the business right they say yeah i said so what did you do for you? And it's a long pause and they say, well, I, I was taking care of the kids and I wanted to make sure my wife was having fun. I said, but what about you? And so they pause again and I say, well, you went on a family vacation and it was beautiful, I'm quite sure. I said, but you didn't take care of you while you were on a vacation because you were so busy taking care of everyone else. And you know, the response was, wow, and then, you know, the more and more I get into conversations with people and we, we talk about self-care, uh, they, they eventually come and say, you know what, I've not practiced self-care in five years, six years, seven years. I can't remember the last time that, you know, I literally got away from all of the chaos and had time for me to reflect and mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, refresh. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm, I was one of those people who would burn the, you know, burn the, the wick on both ends, uh, kind of culturally, because that was how I was raised. I was always told, you know, you want to keep busy. You want to make sure that you, you're always busy. So I learned from a young age on how to stay busy, mm-hmm. but no one ever taught me how to slow down. I want to pause for just a second and reach out to all the digital leaders out there. How would it feel to not only know what your customer is experiencing, but how many others are experiencing this also? I think it's about time that we put our customers at the center of our decisions and get ahead with real-time insights way before a code freeze. 
It may be beach weather outside, but for retailers, the holiday season has already started. 2021 holiday e-commerce sales are expected to exceed the 2020 benchmarks. Is your company prepared to capture every customer's revenue opportunity? With Quantum Metric, you can be. Their unique approach to the digital customer experience helps today's top retailers and e-commerce brands quickly identify and prioritize the big and small revenue opportunities that keep customers engaged and coming back. Stay off the naughty list with Santa this holiday season and reduce that customer friction, increasing conversions. You all know we got to have those conversions. And at the same time, personalizing the shopping experience. You guys want a sneak peek? Visit us at quantummetrics.com slash pod offer and see if you can qualify to receive our 12 days of insights offer with code frequency. This gives you a 12 day access to the cloud platform coupled with a bespoke insight report that will help you identify where customers are struggling or engaging in your digital product. Some restrictions apply. I want to make sure you guys check it out. 12 days of insights. Go get a sneak peek. Visit quantummetrics.com slash pod offer. Yeah, you know, I can I can resonate with that a lot, um, you know, with both my father, grandfather and myself all being in the military. I, I know that you were, too. So thank you for your service. And, and you know, you as well. when, you, when you grow up with a dad who was a hundred and first airborne Green Beret, you know, you learn you learn right quickly that, you know, it's you know, when it's time to work, it's time to work. It's time to get stuff done. You know, my mom was always the same way as well. She was a, a, a female entrepreneur her whole life, um, owned several different uh, beauty salon businesses for 50 some odd years. She's still working, which is blows me away. I keep trying to get her to, <laughs> to retire. But she's like, well, what else would I do? And I'm like, I don't know if, if doing hair and now I know where I get the talking to people from, because that's all my mom does all day long is cut hair and talk to people. <laughs> she's like, she's, she's like their hairdresser slash therapist. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting when you think about how, uh, and I think American culture in and of itself is kind of, you know, like that in, in, in and of, in and of itself, right? You have uh, a lot of Americans who are working really hard for the American dream, you know, they want that house with the white picket fence and the family and the 2.5 children or whatever the statistic is. <laughs> uh, I never understood how they ended up with a decimal point on that, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but you know, you, and so you do. You end up burning the wick at both ends, and you're trying to you know do too much, and and sometimes you know, and and, and I learned this. Oh, I don't know. Right after my daughter was born, is when I learned this. I learned you know that you know work and making money is not everything you know um taking time to just literally sit down for 20 minutes and you know hang out with my my child and look into her beautiful eyes and just think of like i can't believe i, I can't believe my wife and i made this creature right here it's like amazing it's like you know <laughs> it's like uh it was a miracle uh you know for us and and you know there was a moment there where I said, you know, she's going to be doing so many different things in her life. I can't miss any of it, you know? And so 
when it came time to, oh, she's three years old, we're going to start dance classes and recitals and, you know, all these different things that, you know, you, you do with your kids to try to figure out, like, what do they like to do? So the only, because the only way you can figure out what your kid likes to do is go be like, all right, well, let's go do some dance lessons. You like that? Nope. Okay. Let's play some baseball. You want to play some volleyball? You want to play? <laughs> so we spent, right, the, right. we spent the, you know, the, the first three years of her life just doing anything and everything that she said she wanted to do to figure out what she really liked. Um, and, and, you know, and I, and I, and I had to be a part of that. So I've coached soccer. I've coached volleyball. Um, her and I do karate together. Um, you know, she got interested in that. And so now we're, you know, we do that together too. And so it's just, you know, that, that for me is worth more than, you know, a bar of gold in my hand, um, as, as a human being, like earlier in the, in the episode, we were talking about, um, you know, your purpose. And so that, that's when I really figured like, you know, I love my job and I love what I do and I have purpose there when I'm able to serve and help individuals and, you know, have interviews with people like you and bring on uh, uh, great solid topics to provide information to other people to learn and grow. But at the same time, like, it's great that I can do that, but I'm not doing that until seven o'clock at night every day. I'm going to make sure I can be with my baby girl. Right. Uh, And so it took it, it took the birth of my child for me to understand not burning the wick at both ends, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, I even say that even with me having kids, I remember my my wife and I uh, one summer, we said, you know, we don't want the kids to because I I was living in Vegas. And, you know, in Vegas, you're not going to go outside in the summer. It's just too hot. You don't do that. I'm in Phoenix. I'm in Phoenix right now. I had to get it. Right. Right. (laughs) So, you know, we said, no, we're going to. We're going to take them to uh, the multi-generational center and we're going to get them involved. And, you know, we're going to have all this stuff planned. They're not going to sit at home. So we in, we enrolled them in cooking class, uh, art class, uh, basketball, uh, 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 exercise class, all of these different things. And by the end of the day, what we realized, my wife and I said, I would get off work, come home, get them, take them. My wife would meet us there. Then... Uh, we would uh, go back, cook dinner. Before I knew it, I was exhausted. We both were. We looked at each other and said, what did we do? You know, and and, and again, that goes back to kind of how I was raised and and what was, you know, they got to be busy. They got to stay busy. We want to keep them busy. Uh, Being busy keeps them out of trouble. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Being busy helps them to learn different things and da 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 but we were running ourselves ragged exhausted and then again we we looked at we were drained and so the the following year we said you know what we're going to rethink this we'll get a couple things to do within the week but we're not going to fill every space with something (laughs) robert i know that one all too well we were doing uh we were doing baseball volleyball karate swim like all at the same time and so, oh, yeah, yeah, there, 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 there was one, there was one, uh, there was one week I was, I told my wife and I'm like, all right, as soon as these seasons are over, we're going to rethink what we're doing. Cause I, I absolutely, that was one thing, you know, my daughter was like, I don't really want to do this and I'm okay with that. And I'm like, but you're already doing it. 
I'm like, yeah, and you've already, but you've already been doing it for like six weeks. You only got, you know, like three more weeks left. There's three games left, you know, and I wouldn't let her quit on, on any of those. If she said she wanted oh, yeah, to do it, me neither. Me neither. Yeah, if she said she wanted to do it, like, I'm like, okay, you can go do this. But if you sign up for this and I, this, I'm talking like, I, I put this in play when she was three years old. Oh, yeah. You're you going to finish it. Like, if you start, if you start it, you're going to finish it. Not to mention, I'm not wasting my money, you know, so, but also, <laughs> also teaching you that, you know, you can't just give up on life because you don't that you think something's hard you know uh, one of my one of my favorite um quotes is I, I was talking about the phoenix suns earlier but um their whole season this year is all based off of a quote that monty williams who's the coach of the phoenix suns um has been his mantra all season long and he tells the players all the time that anything you want is on the other side of hard and it resonates with me so much, um, you know, and, and hard doesn't necessarily have to mean, you know, you're, you're working 60, 70, you know, hours a week um, to accomplish your goals and all that. Um, you know, when I think of, you know, it's on the other side of hard, these goals that you want to accomplish, it's about, you know, being strategic and making a great plan to address those goals. And then, you know, not looking at something that's so large that you can't break it down into, you know, micro steps and just accomplish those steps to get to the larger end goal. But, um, um, I, I just feel like that 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 sentence really resonates with me in in the world of business and leadership and all those things because you know life isn't isn't fair life is hard sometimes and if you're not um, able to be resilient and get across the other side of hard then it's going to be a difficult life for any for any human being. Absolutely, absolutely. So Robert, um, let's see here. Let's uh, shift gears just a little bit, right? Uh, a little bit. You um, uh, you tell people which style of self care works best for them um, uh, in the book. Uh, how how do they how do they know? You know how do you how does one figure that out? Which is, which works best for them? And so you know, I I, I give a brief outline, uh, but it's really up to them to kind of figure those things out. All I do is give them a guide. So, for instance, um, uh, you are extrovert. I'm extrovert. But, however, and my love for people, what I'm learning more about me is that I'm an extrovert. I'm an introverted extrovert or extroverted introvert. Because while I love people and I, I get energized, I'm learning about me how quiet time and space and silence uh, is very meaningful to me. So for the introvert, they may need to be around people because they've been so by themselves all the time. What they may need to fill their cup or to to get them in a you know in, in a different space is actually to be around people to help energize them and motivate them. Yeah. Consequently, the extrovert may need someone to say, "Hey, you need to take a step back and have that space for you." And that a long time for you. And so in the book, I outline, uh, I use the four R's as uh, the basis or the four pillars to self-care uh, uh, in general. And so the first R is to retreat. And what does retreat mean? To get away from, to totally remove yourself from the chaos, the busyness, uh, uh, the day-to-day uh, uh, turn, that we turn your phone off. With. Turn your phone <laughs> turn the, off. <laughs> turn, turn off all of that. Yeah, turn the laptop the off. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, uh, like when we do a training, I show a clip of a uh, of a young lady that's on vacation, but she's doing work while on vacation. 
And so the, the, the very first R is central because you have to remove yourself from the busyness and from the chaos. And so once you ret- have truly retreated, then that allows you the space to reflect. What things are going good in my life? What things are working well for me? What things may need some adjusting? You know, do I even like doing what I'm doing? Or do I even care to, you know, get this fifth degree? You know, am I doing it because, hey, it sounds nice and I want another accolade on the wall? Or am I doing it because, you know, I really want it? So that reflection time allows you the space to say, what things matter to me? And what doesn't matter? <laughs> what things does here, here? Here's another one for you. What deserves my energy, and what does not deserve my energy? And so, after you move from the retreat to the reflect portion, then you move to the refreshing, because now you've come to that space where I know what I want to give energy. I know what I don't want to give energy to. I know what's meaningful to me. I had the time and the space to to think about these things in a, in a space or area that you know, allowed me to do that. So now I'm thinking, what what fills my cup? What people help fill my cup? What people drain? What things do I like? What hobbies do I love? What things are on my bucket list that I've always wanted to do that I've put off? What are some of these things? You know, uh, uh, it could be as simple, I asked a question, uh, uh, it could be as simple, when the last time you listened to your favorite song that came out in high school? When you were able to visualize that, and, and I'm asking you that question, what was your favorite high school, uh, favorite song in high school? Oh man, it was probably one of the was something by Boys to Men. I'm sure. <laughs> well, see, and and we 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 get so busy with life, we forget those little small things that matter. And so again, when you go retreat, you go reflect. What then refreshes me? Yeah, you're right. I can't even remember the name of the song. I just know it was it was it was Boys to Men. That, that you know, like well, I, I like I like girls, you know. So it was like when I was in high school. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna play this smooth stuff for the ladies, you know. <laughs> and so absolutely. And so after refreshing comes re- restore, bringing back to a new state. And so when you're effectively able to retreat, reflect, and refresh you can move forward in a restored frame of mind, a restored uh, sense of self, and you're new. It's like you're made new again. So then you can approach life in a completely different aspect than what it was uh, prior to you being able to implement or practice the four R's. Yeah, I really like the idea of your four R's, and thank you for explaining that to the listening audience because I think it's, 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 you know, it's super important. Um, and, and yeah, you, you know, you brought up a, a funny point for me that struck kind of a chord because, um, I am absolutely an extrovert. Um, but when I get home at the end of the day and, you know, it's just like, you know, my wife, she's working at home. So she's at home all day long. You know, she's not really talking to anybody. She's an introvert. Now her relationship works very well because we're basically yin and yang, right? Until, until I get home from work and she wants to talk to me and I don't want to talk at all. Because <laughs> that's what you've been doing all day. All day long, <laughs> you know? And so we've gotten to the point now where it's just like, you know, she's, she even tells my daughter, um, let, 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 give, give daddy 15 minutes, right? 
There it is. Just give daddy 15 minutes. You know, I give hugs and kisses and say, hey, welcome. I'm glad I'm home. Hope you guys had a great day. And then I go take 15 minutes. You know what I do in that 15 minutes? Probably nothing. <laughs> I take a shower. Yeah, there because you go. <laughs> because and I know it's kind of weird, but it's just it's a place in the house where it's quiet, right? Um, you know, uh, I live in Phoenix, especially right now. When I get home from work, even with the air conditioning on, I'm still sweating. So generally, I'm like, I'm gonna go jump in the shower real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, even even if I don't take a shower, I'll just sit on the edge of the bathtub and just chill, light a candle, mm-hmm. Put, mm-hmm. put my phone down, mm-hmm. yeah, just yeah, hang out, disconnect. Just, just, you, yeah. Great, I'm sorry. No, and I said that out now. I do reconnect at some point, only because when you run a 24 by seven uh, operation, it's very difficult to just completely retreat, right? Uh, and so you have to find a nice work life balance. And so you know, I'll retreat for a bit and, and then go see the family and you know do all that fun stuff, uh, you know. And then you know, once my kid goes back to bed. Or when she goes to sleep, um, then you know I give myself thirty minutes. That's it, no more than thirty minutes to just uh, look at my phone and my emails and make sure that there's no fires that need to be put out, so that way I can feel good about going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely, and and I get that, and and you, along with a lot of other uh, entrepreneurs, uh, have that same story, and you you've hit it. Uh, work life balance. What does that look like, especially for the entrepreneur who is you know very gun ho or, or very um, on fire for getting this business started and they're putting in 17, 18 hour days and yeah. they're trying to get their, their their company to a space where they can actually retreat, reflect, uh, uh, reflect, refresh and restore. And so I get it. And my only advice to, uh, and, and, and I'm like that to some extent as well, but even for me, I had to learn you know, uh, as much as I I may want the next contract, um, my sanity and my peace is more important. And so, uh, in 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 writing the book, I had to pull back in certain other areas of my life and say, you know, this is what's meaningful to me right now. This is what I want uh, my energy to go to. Now, while I had to turn down a contract that was very lucrative. Uh, this is what was meaningful to me. And so, you know, I, I sat, I sat down, I did it, uh, got it completed, got it done. And so now I'm, I'm picking and choosing the things that I really want to do and what really deserves my energy. Yeah. Uh, and so I think for all entrepreneurs, uh, if, if I can say anything, absolutely work hard. Absolutely. You know, go for your passion, do what you love to do. Um, but don't do it at the expense of you losing you. Now, what mm-hmm. does that mean? If you're working 17, 18 hours a day, you're not sleeping, you're irritable, you're cranky, you're not the you know, the optimal parent <laughs> at that point, you're not the optimal spouse at that point. So you, you, turn it, you turn into Elon Musk. <laughs> you turn into <laughs> just, just whatever, the incredible Hulk. And, uh, uh, then you you look back and say, well, was it worth it? You know, uh, the very first chapter in the book is about stress. And according to the CDC, 110 people a year die from stress-related ailments. Let me repeat that. 110 million people die each year 
based off of uh, or related to stress-related ailments. And for someone like me, I operate at a very high stress level. So it's hard for me to know that I'm being stressed out because I operate at a high stress level. I, I operate best in chaos. And so if I'm not careful, I'm going to end up being the patient in the hospital. I'm going to be the one that don't understand why I keep getting these headaches and taking a Tylenol every day or 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 uh, uh, headache medicine every day. And so I don't want to be that person. So for me, I had to become more aware of of what stress is, what it means, how to identify it and when to push back and say, no, I can't do that. Yeah. We have to get in the power of saying no. No has power. Mm-hmm. And no doesn't have to be all the time, but it can also mean no, not right now, or no, not at this time. Yeah, and I, I totally agree, especially, I'll, I'll give you an example, right? If you, you know, you, you were talking about, you know, uh, you, you know, kind of like, not having you know that big contract that came in because you were you know not willing to sacrifice your self care to make sure and 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 I totally agree with that because uh, like if you get a big contract and a bunch of money comes in and you're all burnt out, how are you even going to enjoy that? Absolutely, you know what I mean. Absolutely, it's like I I I always tell um, you know people this all the time when they ask you know questions about different topics and you know especially parenting when that comes up and it's like you know you can, you're not going to be a good mom or a good dad to your children if you don't take care of yourself. If you can't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of another another human being, right? And so the question is, I mean, and I agree with you. And the question uh, that I that I pose to other people is. If you've spent most of the day giving other people all of you, then what do your family get? What's left over? And so then after your family gets what's left over, then what do what what do you get after they've gotten what was left over? Nothing. And when you when you uh, do certain exercises and things like that, and you help people understand their priorities, they say, well, I give 70 percent of myself to my job and, you know, 30 percent to my family when I get home. And then I ask the question, well, where were you in the equation? What did you get? And people say, well, I I didn't get anything. I said, well, how long can you last like that? Not giving yourself anything. And so it's funny when we when we really begin to have the conversation and that's why the title of the book was uh, very crucial for me, and uh, uh, and it was very meaningful to me because I said self care. Let's start the conversation because the conversation has not been had, and it's not been had in this way where it gets people to actually reflect and think, um, and, and and it takes the pressure off of me as an author. It's not for me to figure out you is for you to figure out you when me being helpful in helping guide you for you to come to that understanding that, well, no, I I haven't thought about how my culture has related to me not being able to care for myself or how my family situation at that particular point. Uh, For for instance, when you look at a lot of minorities or uh, 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 Hispanic families, and you're the oldest girl. Well, if you're the oldest girl and you have siblings, your job is to take care of your other siblings. 
Uh, uh, so, it, you know, you may not be able to play this sport or do this thing because you have responsibilities in your family structure. Uh, and, and this is this goes for various culture, whether it's Middle Eastern uh, or otherwise. There are certain things in certain cultures that pull us and doesn't really teach us how to care for ourselves. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. I think I think I think the world is is getting better at that and recognizing, you know, a lot a lot more of uh, you know one's need for self care and for you know not grinding yourself down to the bone. I think I think there's you know a lot. I think it's getting better, right? A societal is societally is. So. You don't think it's getting better? No, I, I think I think it's shifting to something different. So, for instance, um, I, I, where people may not, with, with, especially with the new generation, but people not working as hard, I think they shift their focus to different things. You said it best. Maybe I don't work 17 hours a day no more, but I work 10 and I spend the other five on social media. Sure. Then my argument can be <laughs> I'm not working 17 hours a day. But then I'll ask the question, what are you doing for you? when you have substituted that five hours of working for something else to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I think with, especially in the technology era, um, I, if anything, I think we're more distracted because we're, we can remember back in the eighties, uh, nineties, people had to page you or, or you, you, you use the beeper. <laughs> People will have to page you. Oh, I had uh, I had one of those. I know those days. <laughs> right, and then you had to call back. Now we're so accessible. Yeah, hyper. You can have. You can run your business from your phone. So wherever you are, essentially your business are. Wherever you are, essentially anybody and everybody can connect with you via email, via Skype, via uh, uh, Zoom, via whatever. So more than ever, we're more accessible more than ever now. Which means if we're not careful, we have just really uh, expanded, given ourselves out to more people into more things than ourselves. Just just a take on it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't think that you're wrong. I, I definitely agree that that you know we are hyper connected and we are um, so interconnected. I, I just I guess my thought was. When when I've in my experience in doing these interviews and talking with people and maybe it's because I we target you know specific types of topics and such and so maybe I'm maybe I'm stuck in a bubble, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know I just like I, you know I talked to a lot of people working in the in the media business and it seems like there's been quite a more people talking about an awakening of humanity in a sense of you know kind of understanding more about self care and you know. Uh, you know, different and having more open mindedness to, you know, things that are, you know, not as as Western medicine and, you know, looking at things more naturally and holistic and, you know, those types of things as well. And I, I put that along with self-care as well, because, you know, um, oh, yeah. you know, stuff in your body full of, uh, you know, uh, uh, foods that's been processed 8000 times isn't really self-care either. So, um, right. 
you know, and so I kind of look at it that from kind of a an all around 360 degree view, I feel like people are understanding that more and more. Um, but yes, we do definitely live in a hyper connected society, um, which is why I try to, you know, limit screen time for my kids, limit screen time for myself. And um I don't say anything to my wife about what she does because, um, <laughs> yeah, just that's just a, that's just a smart husband thing to do. <laughs> well, you know, like even in, in in my family, what what works for me you got in about my sixty home, seconds. Okay, so what works for me in my home? My wife takes Friday for her self care day for her to do whatever she wants to do, and I take Saturday for mine, and then we spend Sunday as the family time. So those are some of the ways that we ensure that each of us gets what we need. Yeah, and mine's kind of broken up throughout the week um, with with uh, you know my karate and, and going to my adult class without you know my daughter or my wife or anything like that um, is time where I that's a time where I'm completely disconnected from everything from family from work you know and I'm, I'm not thinking about anything other than you know what I'm doing here um, and also I get to exercise at the same time as I get to learn you know um, how to best better control my mind and my body together right and so that's kind of my you know few hours a week where i get to do that on top of my 15 minutes when i get home from work um on on days that i don't have karate um and and that and that's kind of where we're at and then yeah we do the same thing you know we have uh uh it's very hard for us during the week to sit down and have dinner as a family. So we do family dinner night on Friday night with my wife and my daughter and myself. Uh, and then Saturday is generally, we have chores to do on, on Saturdays. Uh, and then, fr- and then, and then Sunday we're all hanging out with the family. It's just that we always go to, we go to my mom's house. So that way grandma's involved and uh, you know, just hang out with the family and enjoy each other's company and, yeah, it's great. We're we're really started to find, and I and honestly, I have to thank the pandemic and COVID for that because because of that, we've had to find you know a different routine, something that worked better for all of us to be able to have some outlet, um, you know, different than what we were doing before pre-pandemic. And so, um, I'll, I'll get I'll give the pandemic kudos for that because it definitely made our household look inside of what we were doing and how we were doing it and make some adjustments in some areas. So I'll give the pandemic credit for that one. (laughs) (laughs) So Robert Allen, thank you so much. I appreciate you for joining. Um, If you guys need to get a hold of uh, Robert for any reason, you can contact his publicist, Arden Izzo um, at Arden at feralcommunications.com. And then of course, Make sure you guys go check out the book, Self-Care. Let's start the conversation. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that you can find it anywhere books are sold, right? Yeah, well, they can actually go to the website, www.rwallenbooks.com. And order there. I'll give you a, I'll send you a signed copy or you can order it off Amazon as well. Right on. Well, thank you so much for being part of the show today. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me on. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for tuning in to Finding a Frequency right here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. I have been your host for today's wonderful episode, Ryan Treasure. Make sure you guys stay tuned for more interesting content from the Voice America Talk Radio Network and Finding a Frequency right here. We appreciate you guys joining us. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast machine, make sure to give us a like, smash those uh, buttons, give us some stars because four stars are terrible. Give us five. I'm a, I think we're five star human beings. Five stars <laughs> better than four. Give us five. 
Anyways, I don't want to sound like I'm begging. But, but you know, if you want to give us a four-star review, that's cool too. But send me an info, info at voiceamerica.com and tell me why. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm Ryan Treasure right here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Hey, what's up, everybody? So glad you tuned into the show today. What a great show it is. Like I said earlier in the show, at the end, I was going to give you some more information on our live stereo session on the stereo app. Stereo app users can engage with the platform to listen in, seek out topics, and join conversations about issues and ideas that interest them. There is no lack of content on that application. You can flip through many conversations, ask questions, join ones, make your own, wide-ranging topics on stereo. Comedy, pop culture, lifestyle, sports, business, technology. The app can be downloaded for free by Apple and Android users. Once users download the app, they'll be able to create an avatar and a profile. (laughs) I had so much fun making my avatar. It was super cool. Users can submit the audio messages to hosts of conversations to join those conversations in real time. Finding Your Frequency will have a live audience interactive episode on Stereo. We're going to be doing this every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on the Stereo app. Again, Finding Your Frequency is going to be having a live audience interactive episode every week, Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. We're going to do question and answers. We're going to talk about technology. We're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about marketing. We're going to talk about how people found their frequency in life and in business and why they decided to do what they do and take questions from people that are listening to the show and allow you guys to engage with us. And I really hope to see you on Stereo. Again, Stereo.com forward slash Radio Ryan 1 live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. So again, come to Stereo.com forward slash Radio Ryan 1. Once you get in there, follow me and make sure you guys tune into the show. Thanks for listening.